Greetings, y'all. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Neon Rainbow Podcast, a podcast dedicated to all you crazy folks out there that have dared to chase your musical dreams. My name is Haley Fletcher. I'm Haley Fletcher also. Oh, sorry. Got confused. My name is Jaron Weaver. <laughs> It's so dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb. Well, welcome back, you guys. After 32 episodes, we finally had to miss one. This is true. Life happens. Life happens, and then there's technology issues with network and computer things that I'm not going to speak on because I don't know how it works. Mm-hmm. So Studio issues. New studio first location, world, though. First world problems. But new studio location. This is true. Closer to coffee. What's not to like? Mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> I do too. But I apologize, you guys. Um, our bragging, so... our bragging in our last episode too. I think truly set us up to bragging. Never leads to anything good. Mm, nope. But we're back now. But Haley did punish herself. Not that it was her fault. She closed her leg in the car door. Don't ask me how you close a leg in a car door. Clard. Car door. Okay. <laughs> How you do that is you drive a truck and you park on a hill, but the door, when it automatically closes, it just caught it. But when you're in a F-150, those doors are mighty impressive. So I've got a bruise. It looks like the size of Australia. Mm. Chilling on my shin, which doesn't feel great. I think she took a uh, Sharpie to it and... <laughs> just changed it con- to a different yeah, continent every exactly. day. <laughs> Watch it grow. As it heals, just see what continent it turns into. We'll make a checklist, put a pin in every continent it shapes like. <laughs> that would not feel good at I mean, all. I got tomorrow off. I got some spare time tomorrow. <laughs> but welcome back, you guys. As you can tell by the title, we're going to be talking about booking, mm-hmm. which may seem fairly self-explanatory, but we've seen many artists that suck at this. And I hate it. Oh, I don't enjoy doing it. No, it's one of the most frustrating parts of uh, being a musician. Yeah, we've got a Sam that was on our podcast, probably one of our first episodes, mm-hmm. I think. Um, if you guys want to go back and listen to it, it's just fan expectations with Sam Barber. But she was taken over and just trying to help us book a little bit on the side, um, just so she could kind of know more about what it is that we were doing. And she called me up after about a week and was like, this is the most frustrating shit I've ever done in my life. And she's going to nursing school. Nobody's calling me back. She's like, I email them and then I call them, but then they're not there. They're pissy with me. And I was like, girl, why do you think I bitch and moan for like the few days of the week that we set aside to book? Why am a cranky little shit those days? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. it's, It's very interesting. So, I would say one thing uh, to start this off with is you have to know that you're a salesman. And you've got to be comfortable with selling yourself. So one of the things that can help you do that is to separate you as the artist from you as the business. Mm-hmm. Just like a McDonald's, some people are going to go to Mc, what? Burger. I have to say McBurger King. <laughs> <laughs> Mc- <laughs> so I think you get the gist <laughs> of what I'm what I'm saying about that. But, you know... We hear musicians all the time that literally, um, how to put this delicately, there's no delicate way to put it. They suck. And someone is still thinking that they're worth money to bring into whatever venue it is that they're performing at. Mm -hmm. And they play full time, mind you. Like these people make a decent living sucking in public. (laughs) That's what they get money for is to suck. (laughs) So uh, we only bring that up to encourage you. 
Um, one, if you currently suck, um, you, you can, can always get, get paid. better, and you can get paid still. <laughs> and for the rest of you that uh, don't suck, um, hopefully you're humble enough to wonder occasionally if you do suck. But that's a personal issue. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Everybody clicks off before the five minute mark. <laughs> Why am I listening to this? This barrage of insults. That's what we do. We we got to keep you guys grounded. Keep exactly. you humble. Exactly. So, okay. our point in that is, there's people out there that are actually making a living at this, um, with much more talented people out there um, that are not getting shows. No, and I think. You do have to be a salesman, and that's an easy way, like he said, to kind of help. Because it's hard to brag on yourself. Essentially, mm-hmm. selling yourself, it's why you should be paying me, and sometimes paying me more than you pay somebody else, yeah. to essentially do the same thing, but better. So it's hard to... You know what I mean? Because it's essentially you're selling yourself to, all right, well, I need this amount of money, versus even somebody else that was going to be paid the same. Yeah. Why are you going to choose... Me over them. And, that, and you've got to give them a reason to do that. Yes, that's the salesman part. Which is hard. So we've kind of broken this down into two categories that I think we're going to hit booking with a booking agent first. But that's just a blanket statement that regardless, you're still going to have to give your booking agent the content and your bio and kind of still be hands-on to make sure. You See know, the EPK podcast. Yeah, for real though, because they're still going to be an extension of you, and we'll get we'll get more into that. But you still have got to know how to be able to sell yourself, mm-hmm. even if you've got somebody doing the heavy lifting for you. I guess. Yeah, not only you got to sell yourself or give them the tools that they need to get you booked somewhere. At the same time, you've got to sell yourself to the booking agent. Yeah. And one of the reasons you might want to do this is there's a lot of great rooms out there that I've wanted to play. However, they wouldn't book you if you weren't with a certain agent because that agent alone books that room. Yeah. And it's a aggravating thing. A little bit. But that's the uh, that's the nature of it. People have figured out how to make money in other ways other than just singing. And that is, you know, you you get the room and... So find our other episode on different yeah. career paths in music. <laughs> Just keep referring. Just if we were on YouTube, click the link in the episode description and yes. <laughs> like, comment, and subscribe. Yeah, do that. Actually, you can do that. Actually, on iTunes. you can't like it. Well, you can give us five stars on iTunes. I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Nice segue, right? That's it's something. All right. So first category is going to be booking with a booking agent. There's some things, obviously. Find out if they've got a good reputation mm-hmm. in the town you're in or just in general. Maybe hit up some of the general managers or owners of some of the places that they're playing. Reach out to some artists that have played there in the past and maybe mm-hmm. dealt with them. Because if they don't have a good repu- reputation, again, they're going to be the ones reaching out on your behalf to these venues. So if those people don't like him and they think he's a piece of shit, yeah. you, by proxy... Are also going to be viewed as a piece of shit. Yes, <laughs> you got to judge your character and you know all that kind of fun stuff. Yes, and when using the uh, something to be aware of, I guess there's a couple of things to be aware of with this particular subject. But um, I don't know if it's necessarily wrong, but it'll sure frustrate you when you find out that your booking agent is taking ten percent from you 
and being then paid monthly by being the venue. Paid, exactly. The venue is also paying them. Um, you know, if you don't got it in writing and you haven't asked those details, then I guess mm, there's nothing wrong with it. But there's people, if you don't ask, you know, I mean, they're making that extra money. So if you guys haven't heard of people doing this, there's a few people that do this in Atlanta, some of whom I like and do graphics and really make it worth yeah. like worth it and they promote the shows very well and they do a great job at what they do. There's others that I'd like to see rot in the bottom of a pit. <laughs> so I mean take your pick. So again, if you guys haven't heard of people doing this, they are essentially on a quote unquote payroll mm-hmm. from it's normally a bunch of different venues too. They'll normally have a handful of them in a few different areas. So they're paying them at I have no idea how much some of these get paid a month or quarter, but essentially they're the ones that are in charge of finding talent, dealing with the calendar, um, and letting the venue know who's playing essentially their event coordinator for music. Then when they book you, they are taking 10%, which is industry standard. So that was my next thing on the list was don't let anyone ever take more than 10%. That's just the the standard of booking fee. Like anything. No matter more how than that. big you are, yeah. <laughs> it's ten percent. Don't be a dick. Unless you've worked it out in a contract somewhere, you know. I mean, if people are if you if you're a booking agent out there and you're like, I charge twenty five percent, um, first of all, you crafty. You crafty, yeah. <laughs> sir. But I mean, if people are signing the contracts, I mean you you get that money. Everybody's gotta make money, so I mean, it's all about the way you approach it. But if you're looking at a agent, make sure you ask these questions or maybe find – if you're not comfortable talking to them, maybe find some artists. Do your own research. Um, that kind of a thing. Yeah. We actually um, had a room that we were playing in that um, the booking agent no longer was booking there. It's because the venue found out that the the booking agent was actually double dipping that way. I don't know if they had an agreement to begin with, but it aggravated them enough to where they stopped using that booking agent. Well, yeah, as it's it's frustrating for venues too because having live music, no matter how shitty the pay, even if you're paying a hundred bucks for even just one day a week, that's four hundred dollars a month. That's not cheap. No. So for that's them to be putting out <laughs> that much money to have music. And wanting to, I think, stretch their budget to get the best people in there that they can. Obviously, people stretching their budget is different for a multitude of different venues and reasons. But to know even that 10%, you're like, well, gal, like we could have had. It's just. Yeah, I get exactly what you're it's saying. It's frustrating, even if it was only, you know, 100 bucks, 100 bucks one day a week. That ends up being still 40 bucks. Yeah. That. You know, you could have had one special, even a bump and pay for 50 bucks yeah. to have an artist that's exponentially better. And that's really sometimes all it takes. You mean an artist that doesn't suck? Yeah. Would you, would, <laughs> is, it, is it safe to say, sir? Is it safe for the, for the audience and the jury to presume that $50? <laughs> but I mean, even 50, 40, 30 bucks sometimes is the deal breaker for us, depending on, the type of venue and the drive we're doing. So 
a lot of venues don't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten a few booking agents in trouble because I've gone to the venue and said, look, I want to continue to play here. I need to know what his budget is. Not for everybody else, but for when I am here, because the venues normally, if they've got a booking agent, they're not sending you the check. No. Or you're not getting the check from the venue, very rarely, but the booking agent does. So when I first moved to Georgia, oh, I want to name this guy so bad. Oh, I know you do. Oh, visceral hatred in my heart for this man. (laughs) But (laughs) I was 18, didn't know any better, and there's one of our favorite places to play in this area that's not, it's not even a music venue. No. And I, it, I, I like this place so much. I hate to say it's like the epitome of background noise, but the owners love music and the crowd does. It's just, it's a very family oriented like pizza place. I'm gonna give a shot, pizza shot. Cedar Crest, Seven Hills, they're the best. <laughs> Celia Rose, hey, how you doing? <laughs> but they were using somebody the first time I played there. I got paid seventy five dollars for four hours. Now, I had never four hours. I had never really played. Shows for more than about two hours, which I was averaging about two hundred bucks for, because I wasn't the only one playing them. There was about three of three or four other people that I would play with because I wasn't confident in the material that I had to play an entire show by myself. And finally, I was like, "This does not seem right. Like there no. is no, <laughs> there's no way. Like I'm still young. I'm not great at this, but there's something's off." Ended up having to sit down with the owner and. I'm not going to say how much they were paying, um, but let's say it was over about $350 short. Mm. So the quote-unquote booking agent was pocketing $325, and I was making $75. So if, if that doesn't make warning bells go off. Now we're we're not knocking booking agents. I'm knocking that one. Yeah, as as he should be knocked. If he's listening to this, he knows damn well who he is bat. too. Oh. And doesn't he still owe you about four hundred dollars? We oh, we better stop this train, Rodney. <laughs> Everybody listening is be like, Ooh, I know who she's I know talking who that to. Is. I don't care. <laughs> But no, we're not uh, knocking booking agents. They're very useful. I use them. I got about two or three of them. Haley occasionally uses them. She prefers not to because you don't want to get rid of that 10% of booking her own shows. But there are those times that you you hit that you don't have a show booked and it's easy to call them up and say, hey, do you have an open room? And it's quick money. It's normally less money than you normally get paid. But I'd rather be making money than not making money. So Yeah, it's... I like booking agents, and there's a few that Jay works with that some of them I don't like, but that's just personal personal issues. <laughs> i got a lot of those, don't I? <laughs> I sound like a hateful little shit anytime I'm on this podcast. But well, She's very loving, y'all. I promise. Mm, mm. Maybe. Maybe. But it's just finding the booking agents that are, I can't even say in it for the right reasons, because they're making money. Yeah, Nobody does reason. this out of the goodness <laughs> of their heart because booking is a pain in the ass. Nobody wants to do that. Mm-hmm. So obviously they need to be making money off of it. Um, but find ones that are going to treat you well. And I normally would say find ones that are musicians so they understand it. But a different guy I have an issue with is also a musician. <laughs> I got a lot of beef, all right? 
If you couldn't tell, welcome I, I've to got the a map. beef <laughs> with Haley Fletcher. <laughs> that needs to be my YouTube mini series. But the issue I have, your slogan can be, "Hey y'all, we gonna chew the fat." Ew, I, I don't like fat. Nah, well. No, my slogan will be from that meme of the little girl. I smell like beef. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that. I'll show you later. But you want to find ones that are, if they are musicians, just vet them out first. Because mm-hmm. we've dealt with some that not only have double dipped and double booked and canceled on us the day of. Oh, you're but, getting ahead of my notes with that one. Well, we, we can circle back. But <laughs> they will keep the better rooms that they book for themselves and some of their closest friends. Which, I mean, if I was a booking agent, I'd be getting me into some of the better ones too. But it's to the point where you... uh, They keep every single thing, every festival, every slot for them and book like two slots (laughs) for them. I just swap out a front man. Yeah. So... Vet out your booking agents. I have trust issues, apparently. Like, severe well, trust issues. There's so many areas in the music business that your trust can be just stomped on. And guess what, guys? You are your business. So, if you are tied to any of these people that do this, it's going to be tarnished because of that. So, I know it seems like I'm over the top and just psychotic, which both of which are true. But I am my business, and my name and my face—that's my business. Yeah. And you've got to, you got to protect this, on bitch. This is very, very true. All right, so you already hit on it somewhat. Um, one of the things with using a booking agent is them double booking. Which I haven't had only one agent in particular. I've had issues with that. Really? Mm-hmm. So the issue is, is the venue, the venue can point fingers at the booking agent. The agent can point fingers at the venue. In the end, you're you the one get, that gets screwed. And you, neither one of them pay. So that works out Yeah, and great. you don't make the money for a show that you had. You know, you, It's really hard to rebook a show when you just found out six hours ago that, my, oh, I'm not playing this show my, tonight. My favorite, like double booking or cancellations, are when they shoot a text and say, hey, I have an open room at such and such place at this time. Can you be there? And you look at your counter going... Dick, that's me. Yeah. You had me you had me down to play there. And I just sent him a picture of the book and I'm like, question mark? And they go, Oh, well I guess that worked out. The hell you say. You tried to double book me against me. <laughs> my rate just doubled. <laughs> Those are my favorite ones to get. So yeah, that's uh along with that, what you're kind of missing is the uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for? Not Part- come. Like, with the actual venue, you, relationship. relationship. <laughs> Thank you. So, it's a little harder to have a relationship with the actual venue um, when you're going through an agent. And sometimes it's really important to have venue owners that you're able to develop those relationships with. I mean, there's special events come up. They get phone calls from people that are looking for talent. Or maybe they saw you performing out somewhere and they would like to hire you. And the only person they can go through then is the booking agent mm-hmm. so it kind of gets in the way there and there's there's different types of booking agents there's the small scale stuff where you're getting booked in little bars and that kinds of stuff and then you've got you know people like creative artist agency if you have the opportunity to go with creative artist agency you need to get on that train i haven't looked much into them like um, we've done i think we were looking at them when we were trying to put an event together here but i haven't looked much into 
Yeah, they um, um, at all. I um, had a meeting with them when I lived in Nashville, and they pretty much said, "Yeah, we only get people that have record deals." So they put an end to that. Well, so, I don't think their, their logic actually made sense. They said, "Now, how would uh, how would the people with the record deals feel?" We're talk about our feelings. <laughs> <laughs> if I've got a record deal and I haven't. You know, I'm with a booking agency, and you're giving shows to someone that doesn't even have a record deal. So I guess you need the record deal before you go to CAA. And then another one's Buddy Lee Attractions. These are your ones that are going to come out with the big contracts and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you ever get that chance, that would be awesome. But uh, today, we're mainly focusing on the... Tactical. Yeah. The pre- t- ones that are immediately in reach. Yeah. And one thing to make sure... Better keep them out of your arm reach. Sounds like. I'm going to snag them. <laughs> Snap them like a twig. Uh, another thing to look over, there's not really... I've never had to sign a contract for a local one, but I've heard of people that have. Um, we've filled out tax forms, that kind of a thing for them. But when it comes to contracts, really make sure you take the time to read through and make sure that they aren't going to be your only booker. If that makes sense. Um, oh, good point. If you can rebuttal that and dispute it all you can and come to a meeting point where that's not the case. And the reason I say that is because there's two that are well-known from about Chattanooga-ish, some in Charleston, down to Florida, a little bit in Alabama, like southeast region and a little bit greater yeah. that book all in this area. But if you have a contract with somebody like that and you are wanting to – try and expand your footprint greater than a few states over, then they're not going to have a relationship out there Mm. realistically, unless it's a branch off of a bigger booking agency, which is different, but do your research on that. Make sure that there was nothing like no, not cease and desist, but a non-compete kind Uh, of a deal that you're able to still book your own or maybe work with somebody else. um, So you're able to, do those little mini tours and those runs that you want to do that realistically you could do it yourself because nine times out of 10, they're not going to have a relationship or know of anybody that's out there anyway. Yeah. Besides a friend's band that played one time. So. Absolutely. I think that's covered all of them for booking agents, huh? I believe so. All right. Then I'm going to quit, go refill my coffee cup. And then mm, we're going to hop back coffee. in, right? So much closer to the coffee maker. <laughs> this is the best. I've been drinking exponentially more coffee. Um, but when we come back, we're going to be talking about some things that you need to be doing if you are booking yourself and not through shady people. Mm-hmm. Shady people. Is that a trailer park? <laughs> probably, it's probably where they I know where that's where one of them lives. <laughs> All right, y'all. Stick around. We'll be right back. All right, you guys, so happy to be back this week. Mm-hmm. Like, this just feels good. I didn't even think of a funny little little break for us this no. week. Mm-mm. No, I was slacking. So, I guess this week, you guys can just find us on the World Wide Web. <laughs> you can find us at neonrainbowpodcast.com. You can go to our blog and see some of the show notes. I guess, case notes, if you will, of some of these previous episodes. You guys can find us on Twitter at Podcast Neon. Mm-hmm. 
and then Instagram, Instagram. at NR Podcast. Podcast. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. And me at Jaron Weaver. I didn't even give my handle yet, sir. I'm sorry. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Haley Fletcher. <laughs> they can't find you too. Smart ass. Wow. Well, I guess that's it. All right. Back to the show. All right, and we's back. Fresh coffee. Fresh coffee. Smell smells great. delicious. It's. Mm. However, it's not your caribou season. Blend of the blend. North. Mm-mm. Nope. When my family was in town from Minnesota, they brought me coffee. No, say it right. Say it like your people. Nobody talks like that. <laughs> First of all, sir. Yeah, but I finished that coffee yesterday, and I was heartbroken. But. Full drills are work until I go to Publix today. Whatever. <laughs> it's fine. So the second half is going, like we said, I guess before the break, talking about booking if you're doing it yourself. Um, again, with that blanket statement that we put in the beginning, you are your business and you've got to be very, very careful mm-hmm. and word your emails appropriately. I think we talked about this on the EPK episode. Don't send out blast emails. Mm-mm. We don't want to copy and paste. So what we do is we've probably got five or six email templates and about two templates to send out. Um, if the web or the venue doesn't have a website, a lot of them now just have Facebook. Mm-hmm. So you want something that's shorter and obviously not embedded links and pictures while sending or attachments. Yeah, on on Facebook. Never so, send attachments. No, on email, never send an attachment. That's a surefire way to. I wouldn't book you. I don't no. know who you are. Checking by computer aids? You got that lime wire? <laughs> computer aids. <laughs> like, no. Um, but they can tell, and it comes back to being authentic again. That's a reoccurring theme in this podcast. But you don't want to be sending out these blast emails. Take the time, do some research on the venue. Um, if it's out of town, you know, looking at when you give specific dates and make it specific to that venue because. Yeah. And don't waste your time. If you look online and there's a room that looks awesome and you're like, I would really like to get in that room and it's a jazz room and you play punk, don't waste your time. I mean, the energy is too... It doesn't mean you're not good, but not everybody is supposed to play every single venue. No. Um, And there's some rooms that maybe bring in... Like there was one, I think it was Birmingham, that they did a lot of like punk and rock a little bit of southern rock Mm -hmm. um and they would bring in a few bigger country people it looked like every few months so i shot him an email and i said you know it doesn't look like you guys do a lot of countries that's something that you'd be interested in i see that you do have it and some of them are no sorry that's just if we've you know they're from the town they're from here and we'll bring them in because whatever theater is under construction and they're not able to book there. But if they're coming back through and you're going to be in the area, let us know and maybe we can try and get you an opening spot. So yeah. it just doesn't make doesn't make sense to do it. Is that a backing up? What is that? Oh, it's a school bus. <laughs> I was like, we were just talking about, wow, this is so much quieter here. And I guess it still is. But how loud is that damn bus? That's pretty loud. Anyway. But we're being authentic, y'all. This is real life. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
God, it's something. It's something. But you're not going to be able to book at every venue. It doesn't mean you're not good enough. It just means that you may not be the right fit, and that's okay. You don't want to. Why would you want to do that? Where everybody's like. What what the hell are these people doing? Yeah, you got to have thick skin with this. You cannot constantly be getting your feelings hurt. Um, you won't survive very long whatsoever. No, um, that's why I'm so pissy. I have a uh, I'm very justice oriented as a person, so I've had a, a. It's sad, but there's venues that won't book Haley now because I chose to be justice oriented, and then they found out that me and Haley were at that time. Dating now we're engaged. Obviously by now y'all know that, but um, yeah, there's rooms she can't get into simply because she's guilty by association. And it's not even <laughs> venues that I have never played before. It was ones that I played probably three to four times a month, and it was the busiest live music nights that they had. Is when I was there. Mm-hmm. They gave me my own night on like a random. I think it was like Monday or Tuesday or something. Was it Thursday? Because that was the night that I. No, Used to I would have. I would play there sometimes. <laughs> no, they gave me one that they weren't doing music on. They had something yeah. else on. And they're like, "We need you this day. This That's is awesome. our slow day." And exploded and hit them back up. And they're like, "Oh, well, I see that you know Jaden Weaver." <laughs> yeah, is that what I, their email sounded like? <laughs> no, I know the guy. And it was probably like mm, beep, 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 Irish little shit. Whatever. Telephone? Yes. All kinds of noises today. Wow. It's a cornucopia <laughs> of noises today. Um, so you can be justice oriented, um, but just know you're probably going to screw somebody. Oh, I got to say, uh, Haley has nothing against Irish people. Um, just that one Irish person in particular. No. <laughs> Them and the Polish. <laughs> Sketchy folk. Sketchy. I'm staying out of this one. Definitely. It's probably probably smart. Um, So when you are booking yourself, make sure you're not sending out mass emails. You need to make sure that you are not only – we'll just break it down and say approachable because it's going to be you that has the relationship with these venues. So – You've got to make sure that you're on your best behavior and your show's great and your work behind the scenes with them mm-hmm. is efficient and good because you don't have anybody else to blame it on, which and is a the, shitty way to say it. But yeah. And that you have a good reputation. If you're the kind of person that's uh, – you've booked a few shows, you get excited, and you're uh, throwing back beers. We know all kinds of people that are – drunk within an hour and a half of their gig and then have to get someone else to finish it for them. That's not good business. Mm, No. But it happens, and it happens a lot in the music business because... We get paid to drink? We're at a bar? (laughs) And they pay for us to drink? (laughs) I mean, not that, but they normally give you a tab. But there's a lot of places. There's actually one... um, I won't say the place because I don't want to be misconstrued as a bad thing that was really sweet and they sent us out the most organized dates and times mm, for yeah. two locations that they own. It's up in North Georgia, but the times that they had available and they go, you know, shoot all of these to, you know, the dates that you're available to us. We'll go back with you and confirm because they just sent out a mass spreadsheet to the mm-hmm. people that they wanted to play this summer. So we'd received those emails, shot them back and they were super sweet. They called us and they're like, look, we've got a W2. We want you to send out and a contract to sign. And at first I was like, 
Mm. I don't like this. You're too organized for me. Well, not even too organized, but you don't hear venues that have contracts for something like that unless you're headlining a big event, you know, and you've got to make sure that you're here at X amount of time because their sound guy is going to be there, whatever. But essentially it was, you know, no drinking while you're on stage. It's on a lake. And I was like, that is really bizarre. And I was like, what the hell? Like, it's going to be the middle of summer. I want a damn Corona. And then though, you look at a lot of musicians, unfortunately, that get rowdy and they don't make the best judgment calls or they drink Mm -hmm. too much and it doesn't, they're smart and they're running their business. And when we were on the phone with the woman confirming everything, I told her, I said, I was iffy about the contract that you guys were sending, but good for you guys. And they're great. Um, and we would rather know what the venue wants. A lot of people, you, you just get booked no in there, you show up, and you have no clue of anything. You're just there, flying by the seat of your pants, being paid to be there. Which sometimes can be fun. but Sometimes. It stresses yeah. me out. It stresses me out a lot. So if you guys are booking for yourself, don't think of just bars and restaurants, that kind of a thing. Because there are a million Different places to play, and I think we've covered some of these before, so Mm -hmm. I'll make it super quick. But be looking into fairs and festivals, which you're going to be have to looking at booking probably eight to nine months in advance. Mm -hmm. But you've got festivals, you've got weddings, you've got corporate events, you've got charity events that a lot of times do pay. I mean, they're running a business, yeah, and they know you are too. Um, If it's for good, there's a few that we do for either next to nothing or nothing because we love the people that run them and the organization and know, you know, stuff behind the scenes. But just, you got to think outside the box when it comes to booking because there's so many different things. You could be opening for national or regional artists. Um, There's endless. There's a new store that opens up. Grand opening day. Yep. That's a big music day. Car lots. Mm-hmm. We've done grand openings <clears throat> for vape shops, bookstores, ATVs. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of stuff playing just random events for Harley Davidson. Oh, Harley's awesome. We got random parties for the headquarters of Coca-Cola and McDonald's. So there's just random shit people want music for. Mm-hmm. If you, Everybody loves music. Yeah, Christmas parties, holiday parties, anything like that. So... Keep your eyes open and just think outside of the box because sometimes those, if you can find them, are easier to be booked than the bars because there's less competition for them. Because if you do your homework, yeah. then, you know, you can find them. Yeah. And not everybody else is overachievers. So uh, one thing you might want to think about doing, it's a very simple approach, is you can actually go onto Google and type in the name of a city. Say, name a city. Minnesota. Minnesota. All right. So go you didn't to Google. Catch it? I did. Name a city. Mm-hmm. Minnesota. Minneapolis. I was just seeing if I could oh, I get didn't. a reaction. No, I didn't. Oh. We'll cut that out. No, we won't. <laughs> You're right, because I edit it. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'll get right on that, baby. Yeah. All right. So go to Google. You can literally type in uh, concert or not concert, uh, music, music venues in. Minneapolis. Minneapolis. And it will pull up all the ones on Google that do live music. And it can range from anything from actual... Concert halls. Yeah, and big big name places, all the way down to a coffee shop. And uh, you can take that information, kind of choose what level that you're at or what you think you can get, and put all that information into a spreadsheet. 
and break that spreadsheet down to the name of the venue. The city and state it's in. The contact person. Mm-hmm. And their contact information. A phone number. Email. Well, that would be information. Yep. And so, it's, it's tedious to start. It's a pain in the ass. Just go to Google Docs or Google, Google Sheets and start it. But it's helped a lot. I've got a massive one that some friends had actually had me help start with them. So it's just this big conglomerate of random shit. And maybe the type of venue that it is. Mm-hmm. So you know if it's a coffee shop and maybe what they normally do because if you have information like that and start that spreadsheet you have that many relationships with venues you could be taking 10 percent and booking for somebody else so if you maybe it's easier to do that kind of look and see what different types of music they're playing add that onto the spreadsheet when you're already starting it from scratch anyway yeah and if you want to be squirrely even if it's not a full-time thing and book somebody You've already got all the information to do it. You got what you need. Yeah. So them spreadsheets can be very helpful. A lot of times I'm looking at my dates going, oh, I need to fill in some stuff. And I start going through my uh, roster of places and like, I can't, who do I need to contact? Who's, who's a good one to hit up? And uh, a lot of times I can't think of anybody. So those, once you start getting these Google spreadsheets down or whatever you want to use, um, Platform-wise, it's going to be very helpful. Yeah, this organization stuff is a pain in the ass initially, but it's really going to save you later. It's going to make it a lot easier, Um, and especially when you start doing different cities and states, having all that information put together. So if you're randomly going on vacation for a wedding in, I don't know, North Carolina, and you're from Florida... You can look up some of these places and be like, hey, um, you guys have anything for you know this one day that I'm free while I'm up there and all of a sudden you're not losing money to be at a family member's <laughs> wedding. It's a paid vacation. Right? I think those are all the points that we hit, huh? I believe so, yes. I think so. Well, if not, I'm sure we'll think of something and recap about it. But the one thing I really want to make sure, if you guys take nothing else from this episode, is to be careful while booking. Don't make an ass of yourself because venues, whether you believe me or not, they talk. It's very true. Venue owners talk. People that frequent, you know, one bar in Cartersville, Georgia, are most likely going to the ones in Ackworth and in Dallas and in Hiram. So make a good first impression and treat yourself like you are a business owner because you are and you're accountable for that. And if your reputation reputation is shit, (laughs) you're not going to be finding work. Yeah. It works in both ways. A good reputation can get you work. A bad reputation, obviously, you could lose some money. Yeah. I think the award for um, most redundant thing spoken today goes to me right then. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't. All right, say y'all. Anything. Thank y'all so much for uh, listening. We will be back next Wednesday. Yeah, no more breaks. No we more good. Breaks. We good now. But thank you guys so much for <laughs> listening. Remember, dream big, work hard, stay focused, and, and surround, surround yourself with good people. people.